Before now, mysteries had never been discussed or uncovered. But now, Contumacious Ant and Atreya are back for a second season. The M.O. Podcast. Hello and welcome all into the M.O. Podcast. You're here with me, as always, Contumacious Ant. And me, Atreya. And today we are going to be talking about urban legends and cryptids and other folkloric shenanigan things. I'm going to be talking about the Kuchisaki Ona, and apologies for all the pronunciation from my end today. And what are you going to be talking about, Treya? I'm talking about the boy, Mothman. The man who is a moth. Mm -hmm. Some boy. Some boy, Mothman, honestly. It's amazing, I love it. A cheap version of Batman, some may say, but <gasps> okay. Mothman looks so much better in tight underwear than Batman does, so you just stop right there. Fair enough. Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> why don't you start then? <laughs> okay. Defi- I definitely won't be able to sleep tonight. God. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that Mothman is going to turn you on so very much. Yep. <laughs> so I would say Mothman is probably one of the more famous cryptids. I mean, he's not on Bigfoot level famous, but he's still pretty fucking famous, right? Yeah, yeah. If if, um, if you know about cryptids, you've heard of Mothman and you know his shenanigans. Yeah, which is kind of weird because he, he kind of became famous from this tiny little town that wasn't really famous for anything. You know, there's nothing there. It's just kind of somewhere that... I don't know, old people go to die or something. Uh, it's, it's just it's just a kind of boring little town. There's nothing there. Picturesque, I guess. So maybe, you know, rich people go there to die. I don't... I'm, it, 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 it's, it, is, <laughs> it is one of them quintessential, like, Midwest American towns that you see where, oh, nothing ever happens here. And it's got a cute little main street. And, yeah. and that's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's... I feel like it doesn't have a nightclub at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a skate park or anything like that. I feel like it's yeah. It's probably similar to the kind of town that was in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I like I say Mothman is mostly famous for his sighting in Point Pleasant, but he actually has been sighted for like over 200 years. Um and it's weird. I mean, I say Mothman like it's just him and he's just lived this whole time and he's just really, really old. But, I mean, I say there has been sightings of Mothmen, let's say, because I can't really say that it's the same one, you know? Um, so we have, in 1877, yonks ago, there were sightings of um, a winged human form flying over Coney Island, right? Then, in 1880, there was a man with bat's wings and improved frog's legs. Whatever that means. Okay, okay. (laughs) Again, flying over Coney Island, but he had a distinct man's face. And then in 1897, same creature, although people described it as a gargoyle, um, over Mount Vernon in Illinois, and people actually sat and watched it for 30 minutes so they got a good look before it flew off there wasn't much on tv back then though was there i suppose (laughs) there wasn't no just you know just go to coney island if you want a good time 
Um, and then between 1868, 1869, three people in Arlington, Virginia, saw an eight plus foot tall creature standing by a tree. And then when they shone their headlights at it, it had red-orange eyeballs and wing-like arms. I don't know why, if they if you saw an eight-foot creature by a tree, you'd want to get a closer look with your headlights. If it's eight foot, it's yeah, not good yeah, news. So don't don't attract attention yeah. to yourself. You could find yourself mauled like by a bear. When the phone rings at three in the know. morning, don't don't just leave it. Like it's not going to be good news, is it? Just nobody rings for good yeah. news at three in the morning exactly unless you have friends in a foreign country that you know it's like six o'clock at night for them and they're like oh i'll just i'll just ring my friend in manchester like, oh shit sorry sorry <laughs> we're just having drinks and we just wanted to check in and see oh, how you are i, 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 I like off. the thing i like i like the fact that you think i've got a friend it's nice <laughs> oh, i was talking about okay. me when i visit my sister Near Manchester. No, you're right. Oh, I did wow. actually. Oh, oh, okay, I was talking yeah. about you, and then I've just remembered that you don't have friends. So, yeah. Fine. Sorry. You can yeah. edit that out. <laughs> so then we skip forward to the like the 1900s, and we've got in 1948, some school kids alerted uh, Mrs. Zaykowski to a birdman in the skies over Washington, and he had long silver wings that was strapped to him, right? And he had controls on his chest that seemed to control the wings. Now, for me, that is distinctly not Mothman. That is distinctly a man in a wingsuit. I mean, kids are idiots, so we can dismiss that one straight away, <laughs> to be quite frank. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then in 1952, we had the very famous, uh, it all happens in West Virginia. Country roads, take me home. <laughs> such a great song. Uh, Flatwoods Monster, everybody remembers that, you know, everybody remembers Flatwood. Like, I say remembers, I mean, I wasn't born for another 30 years, but everybody knows about the Flatwood Monster. You know, he, he was an alien and it was a big deal. He had a head like the Ace of Spades, apparently. Um, and he had glowing red eyes and he was seen in West Virginia and, you know, everybody was like, oh, it's the Flatwoods monster. Um, but again, the description is very similar to Mothman. Um, then in 1960, we had um, a little place called Marlington. I guess they ran out of names, didn't they? Like Arlington. <laughs> what should we call the next one? Marlington. Yeah, they just... <laughs> Uh, that's southeast of Flatwoods. Well, what's this place? New York? <laughs> Farlington. Uh, there's already a York. We'll just call it New York. Uh. Yeah, they do that a lot, don't they? New Hampshire. England. Uh, new Hampshire. You know. New Bedford? Is there a new Bedford? Probably. Jesus. <laughs> well, there's definitely not a new PA. <laughs> They're missing out. <laughs> So in Marlington, southeast of Flatwoods, we have a man called Doc Priestley. What a fucking cool name. That, he, he does sound like a sci-fi dude. He sounds it's... awesome, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and he was just quite happily cracking on with his life, driving along at night, and his car stalled. And he saw on the side of the road a giant hom hominid creature with all of its long hair standing on end, just kind of standing there watching him. And then it kind of stood up and flew off. 
Um, and then his car started again, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Then we have another another guy who saw, uh, this is a direct quote, a horrible monster. As as if there's benign <laughs> monsters, you know. <laughs> I came up and stroked my face. Um, uh, I gave me a flower. It's a lovely monster. <laughs> uh, it was eight foot tall. It had big red glowy eyes and it had shaggy long hair all over its body. So that's very similar to the Doc Priestley version, um, but not similar to the other versions, which seem to be hairless, bat-like, um, man in a wingsuit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we have in Point Pleasant itself in 1961, um, along Route 2, Mothman and the, the woman who witnessed this specifically said Mothman appeared in front of my car. Um, it was tall and grey with its wings folded over its back. It spread its wings, which filled nearly the whole road. I mean, to be um, honest with you, have you ever seen a seagull's wingspan? They're massive. It's big, I know, right? I always thought they were just and, like tiny, but when they get up and try and steal your chips and then spread your wings, you're like, fucking have them. Jesus. Well, you know why their wingspan's so massive, right? It's because it's got to compensate for their fucking fat bellies <laughs> to take them into the bloody air. It's so full of fish and chips and chewits. Ever seen a seagull eat a chewit? You just think karma's a bitch, you little shit. <laughs> so then we have like a big spat of sightings in the 60s. So um, in on the 1st of September, 1966... Numerous adults saw a man-shaped thing in the sky over Mississippi. That's all that was elaborated on. For all we know, it could have been the dudes in the wingsuit. Uh, Then on the 1st of November, same year, a National Guardsman sighted a huge human-shaped object in a tree. Okay, that's That's, that's weird. Yeah. Then on the 12th of November, same year, five grave diggers saw a brown bird man flying over them. They were in West Virginia, shock horror. And then we have the the famous TNT sighting. Uh, so November 15th, 1966, we had two couples. They were in a car, uh, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. They were driving at night on the dirt roads around the TNT area. Um, it used to be, well, they used to make TNT back in the day um and it was like an old dump site kind of thing but it was just generally called by the locals the tnt area and it had loads of like bunkers and stuff that weren't used anymore all kind of dotted around and it was just generally a not a very nice place to be but wiley coyote and... loved it right now <laughs> he did <laughs> and they were by an old generator plant and they said they saw a huge figure lurking at the roadside and its eyes were blood red but it didn't seem to notice them and it just cracked on walking to the generator plant. Um, they said it stood over six foot tall and it had wings like an angel. It didn't have any arms, apparently. The face was hard to distinguish. It did have a 10 foot wingspan, which I'm not sure how they deduced that. Yeah, how did you discern that? It had its wings folded when they were calm and just noticed it for the first time. It had its wings folded behind its back. So, you know. Um, and then, so it must have at some point they thought that they kind of carried on driving like shit, we don't really want a piece of that and it started following them in their car 
and the car, the car was going at 100 mile an hour and this thing was keeping up with them so the girls were in the back screaming their heads off the guys were losing their shit but they managed to remember that it had a 10 foot wingspan <laughs> <laughs> Now, weirdly, 90 miles away and shortly before this occurrence uh, in Salem, West Virginia, a man had mentioned that his TV started flickering and it shut down and his dog started going nuts outside. So he went out with his gun and he said he saw two red eyes looking at him in the like forest area and his dog, Bandit, poor Bandit, he ran off into the forest towards <sighs> these eyes and he started barking and then he made like a yelp and then that was it. And this man never saw Bandit ever again. That, that makes me sad. And weirdly, so that was just before the Scarberries and the Millets had their um, encounter with Mothman. And they said as they were driving that night in, in the TNT area, they reported seeing a dead dog at the roadside while they were being chased. So, I mean, I, I guess dogs unfortunately die all the time but i mean it, it could you saying like is this is it the the thing is that he kept this mothman carried it all that yeah. way yeah so okay. i think they're saying that he killed the dog and then carried it all the way from salem west virginia to point pleasant which i don't imagine is very far well 90 miles as mothman flies as, as um, the mothman <laughs> flies yeah and then dumped it at the side of the road the the weird thing is i don't know whether they heard this story after they'd already relayed their own story to the police because when the police and the the sheriff came back to the scene where they'd been chased there was no dead dog there so either mothman was clever and covered his tracks or there was never a dead dog there mm. and weirdly after that incident linda uh, scarberry she went home her and roger went home and they were just inundated with poltergeist activity which is bizarre. It's like you were chased by a creature and now you're being haunted by a poltergeist. Make your mind up. Which which paranormal entity is affecting you right now? Yeah, that seems a bit... Hmm. Well, she, they were so terrified, she actually went to live with her mum. They started they, they started living in her mum's basement. And they're kids these days. And then and the activity still continued. They, they still had con um, paranormal activity at her mum's house. And even her mum was like traumatised by this, all, this whole thing. So... That, that TNT encounter was the most famous that kind of set the ball rolling. And then we have... It's like Point Pleasant just went into fucking meltdown. Like, we have... Um, that. So that was November 15th. On November 16th, um, we had a Mr. and Mrs. Wamsley who were in the same area. That night, they were visiting their friend. And he, their friend... Right, I don't get... This is the bit I don't get, right? Their friend lived in a bungalow amongst the bunkers in the TNT area. <laughs> 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 Have you seen that picture on uh, on the internet that's got like a like an old World War bunker and then it's got yeah. spray painted on the side, come see my cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like their friend is house. questionable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the thing is, he couldn't do stairs, but he didn't mind living among TNT. Uh, what, 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 what's you know. that about? I know, in like a really dodgy, horrible area. I mean, maybe the bungalow was cheap. I don't know. Maybe he got it for like five grand or something because it was yeah. in a really rough area. Just just be careful where you're standing. Could blow up any minute. <laughs> yeah, and the neighbours are constantly zipping around at night, flying around with their red glowy <laughs> eyes. 
<laughs> so they knocked on the door of their friend's house and there was nobody home. And so they turned back towards their car and they saw a figure lurking behind the car. Creepy. And it was big and it was grey and it had glowing red eyes. And they just lost their shit and ran for their lives. Um, <laughs> then we have uh, another sighting, another grave digger. Grave diggers are so unfortunate. Saw a brown human being gliding through the trees. So it's like the people at night see it as like a tall grey thing. And then the grave diggers during the day see it as a brown thing. It seems very mm. owl-like to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we have November 20th. A couple reported seeing a bird with a wingspan larger than their truck. Uh, another witness saw a bird that was four foot tall land on a bus shelter. Uh, another person saw the exact same creature beside a rock quarry. November 25th, we've got a man that sees a six foot tall creature with a 10 foot wingspan hovering over his car at 75 mile an hour. Then on the 26th of November, people watched people watched four large birds sat in the trees about five feet tall with 10 foot wingspans and claimed it was a mothman sighting. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's, it's, those it's, are giant birds. They're just big, <laughs> big birds. That's... If it looks like a bird... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, if it squawks like a bird and flies like a bird, it's a bloody bird. Exactly. Shits on your head like a bird. It's a bird. I would say it's probably a bird. Yeah. Uh, the next day, a woman saw a creature flying towards her car. Was it a bird? Um, <laughs> most likely. Then on December seventh, a car nearly collided with a giant bird. Uh, one man saw a mothman standing on his front lawn in full sight one night. Just standing there, just for a laugh, I guess. Just just having a cig or something. Uh, I'm just chilling, mate. It's me break. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's just, just standing there, just like... Just chilling, yeah. And then in November 1967, apparently loads of residents of Point Pleasant started having dreams um, about a coming disaster that was going to happen to the town. Like this didn't. This wasn't just one person. This was loads of residents had these, these weird dreams, and then on December fifteenth, as we know, the Silver Bridge collapsed, um, and there was the loss of forty six lives. And apparently, apparently, Mothman was sighted just before the bridge collapsed. Yeah. So yeah, but the thing is, with these people having dreams, did they mention anything before the bridge collapsed, or was it just afterwards? Like, oh, you know what? You know, it doesn't say, which is weird, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of weird that because I have loads of weird dream. Well, okay, let's not talk about that. But <laughs> you can stay after the fact and go, yeah, I had a dream that like something fell down i was uh, i seen a building fall down or whatever after the fact and it's like but yeah why didn't you tell us before you had it two weeks ago yeah love exactly that would have made sense right especially like people talk in small towns like you would exactly you would think in the grocery store people would be like oh god i had this weird dream something awful's gonna happen in this town and then like you know betty across the counter goes no way i did as well no freaking and do you know what ted was just telling me the other day that he had exactly the same kind of dream like something horrible something horrible is going to happen here we best get that bridge checked out you know but no yeah nobody talked no apparently it's like, it's like it's like that when the murder is discovered around who lives next door to you like oh he's such a quiet nice man <laughs> it's like yeah yeah wasn't he just he's such a quiet man 
Um, I mean, people now in Point Pleasant still allegedly say that they see Mothman, but they're reluctant to talk about it. And of course, we have sightings like across the world of weird things, um, like um, in 1963 in in the UK, in fact, in Kent. Uh, some teenagers were chased by a gold oval UFO and it landed and a creature came out of the forest and it didn't have a head and it was all black and it had huge bat wings. And then we've got the famous Owl Man in Cornwall, uh, who's a poor man's mothman, I guess. He makes a hissing sound and it's a big owl with pointed ears as big as a man with feet like pincers and red and glowing eyes. I feel like that's just an owl. It's just a big owl. I mean, the clue is in the fucking net, big owl. I mean, Plato apparently Come used to on. talk about an ancient winged human race. Uh, Homer wrote about harpies. Let's not get let's not let's not get on to that because we'll come back to Atlantis at some point, won't we? We've also got Bat Squatch in 1994. I guess they ran out of names. Uh, near Mount Rainer, an 18-year-old's uh, engine stalled. And a creature descended into his headlights that was nine foot tall with blue fur and a face like a wolf, but it didn't have any fangs at ordinary teeth. So that's pretty terrifying, really. So yeah, it is. But is this like just a shit Marvel origin story? <laughs> like they're just, they're just. Oh, they've just. Oh man, so we, that name. We, what can we call it? <laughs> we have like all the different theories now of what Mothman could be. So we have like maybe. It's um, an unidentified species of giant owl that we just, you know, haven't found yet. I mean, well, we clearly have found it because we've seen it loads of fucking times. But, you know, the zoologists just like, meh, we've got plenty of owls. We don't need some more. Problem is with owls is they come out at night and probably all the ornithologists are in bed. So that's true. See, that's that's my problem with. You'd uh, think they would be nocturnal, wouldn't you? What, ornithologists? Yeah. You you would, but I mean, I, I <laughs> Lazy probably exactly. I mean, the, look look at what they got the degree in. I mean, it's not <laughs> birds, yeah, and not and not the we're hey type, the squawking type. <laughs> Bet they get invited to all the parties first. But, but I feel like you. I'd get. I was going to say I'd get picked <laughs> on the rounders team before they would. That's probably a bit of an overstatement. <laughs> <laughs> So, but apparently, at the time as well, in um, when Point Pleasant went nuts, weirdly, the there was like loads of apparent um, men in black harassments for people that said that they saw a Mothman. There was loads of UFO sightings. There was near kidnappings. I'm not really sure what a near kidnapping is. You're either kidnapped or you're not. Yeah, is that someone just saying, "Hey, you in the street, <laughs> get into my walk- van"? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Oh, okay. okay, have a good day. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what a neo-kidnapping is. Um, plus, dog mutilations and weird human crimes. Again, it doesn't divulge What's what the weird, weird human <laughs> crime? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's maybe, I don't know. Over the history creep. of human, uh, over the human history, <laughs> right? The evolution of human history. Surely there has been, like, nearly every single crime there has been. <laughs> and some of them are pretty fucking weird. So, ha- <laughs> Why is this not named? I'm oh, I'm intrigued. I don't, I don't know, but I feel like because it's such a like a little kind of nice cozy place, like the weirdest crime committed there could might be like panty know, stealing or something, dude sniffing some 
woman's knickers yeah, yeah. or something you yeah. know do it at the laundrette like yeah. sniffing a dirty dirty laundry i just you know but apparently this this guy um came up with a conspiracy theory that the whole mothman thing tin hats on a, <laughs> tin hats on yes it was a cover story right for point pleasant being a testing base to see how humans would actually react to and get this an alien or soviet invasion what how are they the same thing because <laughs> it's the same thing um this guy was called uh, jim keith and he died mysteriously in hospital following routine knee surgery um and if you're going down the people dying mysteriously connected to this case the guy who published john keel's famous mothman prophecies book uh, ron bonds uh, he died mysteriously in hospital while he was just being treated for food poisoning now the thing is you can die from food poisoning so i don't think that's very mysterious and routine knee surgery i mean anything can happen on the operating table can't it it can there is always a percentage even no matter how small it is that you could have a reaction to something or the doctor could just sneeze and then like slip yeah yeah exactly so i feel like probably 90 percent of these cases it's kind of safe to say are are owls it's just hard to tell at night when you know you can't really see very much if it was during the day they probably be like jesus that's a big owl but that's about it they wouldn't jump to conclusions but i feel like some of the cases may be um may, may be a bit more worth looking into um we've also got like things like cranes apparently like cranes are, are in arizona which is a canny distance but at the same time they're birds they can fly you know so yeah i mean i remember reading that there was a lot of uh there was a lot of say that there was no cranes ever in point pleasance at around about this time they never migrated there but surely birds being the way birds are they migrate places they go south for the winter and stuff so surely they have yeah. to stop off somewhere you know yeah and you know with like climate change and stuff it does affect their migration patterns so this could have been you know we've we've been fucking the planet up for decades now so just because the birds decide point pleasant is a good place to uh stop off for winter doesn't necessarily mean that mothman is real um i mean he might be he might be this harbinger of doom but i mean the guy that saw him standing on his front lawn She's just chilling. The only, the only imminent doom I could see in that situation was that the guy's TV was on the fritz. Yeah. And I don't know if Mothman deals in stuff that maybe, inane. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it's his side job. Like, uh, <laughs> cable installer. Like, fucking hell, there we go. I'll be there in two minutes, Bob. I'll sort it. <laughs> but I do, um, with the whole men in a with clearly with wingsuits strapped onto them it wouldn't surprise me at all and to be honest if you looked into it they probably already have been they've already tested wingsuits you know yeah in the past and you know the, the americans were nuts for going crazy testing all kinds of different inventions and things like that so if it looks like a man in a wingsuit it 
it's probably a man in a wingsuit. Probably. Just because yeah. it's not something you could buy on the shelf at Toys R Us doesn't necessarily mean that he's Mothman. It's mad you know, Earl. So probably. Like, he's just knocked <laughs> up a wingsuit in his, Basically. In his trailer, hasn't he? <laughs> it's, I mean, it was the 60s. There was loads of weird testing going on and loads of weird... You know, the, the, America was just convinced that Russia was going to invade at some point and, you know, they were just going nuts with testing everything and trying to invent new ways of getting one over on russia by the way that's never going to happen nobody can get one over on russia because they're russians okay all the ufo sightings that we see are not ufos they're russians just getting that out there um but i i feel like yeah maybe maybe mothman is real maybe he's an undiscovered species or maybe he's an owl or a crane or a guy in a wingsuit but I think most people need to just double check when you see what you think is Mothman. Just just double check if it hisses at you. It's a fucking owl. Yeah. If it's if it's a bird in a tree, it's a bird in a tree. <laughs> yeah. Quite frankly, if it, if there's four of them and yep. they're in a tree, it's a bird. Clearly, we haven't discovered all of the species on the planet. You know, we we we've got a, a long way to go. Um, I mean, we still haven't found Sheep Squatch yet, and we know he's out there. Um, but, yeah, I would say a good portion of those cases are owls. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I do still believe in Mothman. I just don't believe he's just hangs around for the crack. I, I, I don't. I think I think they saw something, but what was their state of mind when they saw something? I mean, with the with the... The four people, the first people to see him in Point Pleasant in uh, uh, in the sixties, they were they were out there. It was a lonely road. Why'd mm-hmm. you go down lonely roads? It's either a lover's lane or to get away from prying eyes and do some nefarious mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm not saying <laughs> they drink driving. I'm not saying they're on drugs, but they're on drugs, quite frankly. And uh, yeah, and they saw just. A, bigger than normal bird and panicked <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah i don't i think i'd like to think that it is uh that it's a thing and point pleasance does have an annual uh I'm the mothman say, festival yeah oh, festival really isn't it yeah i want to go but i probably get beaten up for suggesting that it's all owls <laughs> <laughs> yeah Probably. Well, I mean, I don't. I, it's not all owls. I, yeah, not hundred percent of it. Just ninety. Mm-hmm. A good portion yeah. of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and if you haven't seen the Mothman statue in Point Pleasant, have a look because man, he's got some tight buns on him. He has, and he doesn't look anything like the descriptions either. No, not at all. He looks like <laughs> in... a bug. Yeah, he does. He looks like Batman in silver with. Bug antennas on it. Really good. Do you ever remember that TV show that I think it used to tie in with the Power Rangers? It was called The Masked Rider. It is that with wings. The Masked Rider is just the, it's just Mothman <laughs> without wings. Yeah. Spitting double, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. what have you got in the bag? So, yeah. So, Kushisaki Ono is. A apologies, 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 but <laughs> Kuchisaki, oh no, because he's Kuchis, 
Kuchisaki Ona. Right, I've listened to loads of YouTube, but I've completely forgot it because I've listened to that <laughs> yesterday. Uh, and this is it's an urban legend, but it is probably some people say. I I don't know. I'm not from Japan, so I can't really say. But some people say this is the one of the cases of Japan's first urban legend. Now, basically, there's a lot with urban legends. Obviously, it differs from place to place, and it gets embellished from where you are. And if you take it on like an urban legend, as it's a story that people tell around the campfire, or it's by word of mouth. Obviously, it is going to change. It's like Chinese whispers, and I don't mean to be insensitive. I'm not trying to say Chinese people can't whisper, but it's <laughs> things get added to the legend as the more the story evolves kind of thing. So there's a lot of backstories to this. One is that it's a... The lady has a, is had a failed dentistry thing... She had failed plastic surgery, or she was kind of a, sa- a samurai's wife or paramour. But basically, the story is that a woman in a red coat would approach you, and she would ask you. Uh, she was we- she'd either be wearing a mask or hiding a uh, her nose and a mouth behind a fan, and she would ask you if do you think I look pretty. If you say yes, she would remove the mask and the fan and she would have a slit mouth and she'd ask you again, do I look pretty? If you say no, she would then take some kind of implement, either scissors, a sickle or a knife and cut your face in her way. Or What rude person would say no? Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, you are ugly. Like, I don't... How rude do you have to be to say that? Yeah, but if you say yes, she actually stabs you, so... It's better than having your face cut off. Well, I don't know. But one of the main, one of the main legends of where, where she came from and how she came to be is that she was a samurai's paramour and the samurai was away often, as is his job, I suppose, and she got bored so she went looking for some other people to entertain her let us say and when the samurai found out about this he he took his samurai sword and cut her mouth give her a, a, a Glaswegian smile and uh, and then killed her and obviously as as she has been hard done by she's a restless spirit so she comes back to haunt people and then she 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 comes across people on on dark nights or lonely roads and she 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 asks these questions to you and uh, you can't well you can kind of win but she, you're probably gonna get injured in some way or another now it's still gonna be owie yeah exactly there's a few different descriptions she usually wears a red coat and that is to hide the blood that she's gonna cause because she's wrecking your face up uh one of the more interesting ones was that she can run 100 meters in six seconds oh nice yeah i don't know who timed her and why the japanese olympic team haven't signed her up (laughs) 
but <laughs> definitely uh that was one of the more interesting things that uh came <laughs> across now there are some ways to to get out if you come across uh kushisaki owner there are some ways to kind of get out of this if you answer yes to both of her questions she'll leave you alone but she'll come back in the night and to your house and brutally murder you so she'll leave you alone in the moment but then just like lock your door at night and your windows uh if you anyway you could just walk past her and just pretend she didn't say anything now you see if you describe her as average or say, I, I've not got time for you, shit, love. I'm busy. And walk <laughs> off. She gets confused and it gives you time to run away. Nice. Or you can distract her with hard candy. She's she's particularly <laughs> fond of uh, something called Beku Ame, which is made of caramelized sugar. Oh, a Werther's original. Pretty much. And chupa chubs for some bizarre reason. She's got good taste. I, I didn't know they were ab- about in, when this became, but obviously they were. In the 1300s? Chupa Chup's been going that long? That's mental. Th- that's the thing. It's like, oh, Samurai's <laughs> wife wants a Chupa Chup. What? <laughs> kind of understand that. Uh, but this is... So, like I say, it, it's kind of the first Japanese urban legend, and it, it's... It actually gained traction in the end of at the end of nineteen seventy-eight. Now, in uh, around the end of the year in nineteen seventy-eight, in Gifu Prefecture, a woman was actually spotted in the corner of a garden. She was just stood there, and the one thing that stood out to people was that she did have like a Glaswegian smile kind of thing. Uh, the her cheeks were slit up, and an article was written in the local paper about this. Now, the interesting thing about this is this was at the time when Japanese families and Japan in general was becoming more economically forthright and more economically sound. So there was a lot of uh, crossovers with schools. So what they had in Japan was called cram schools. So these would be schools at night, which you'd get sent to just to do more school, which is the most horrendous thing. Yeah, the most horrendous thing I've ever heard of. Like, Yeah, uh, parents. So because these weren't in a particular school district, they were just in kind of like the centre of town, all these kids from different areas were kind of meeting up at these these cram schools, whereas previously, just at school, you're just keeping your own school district. So now everyone was kind of, you meeting new people, like Barry's telling you the story about the babysitter on the phone and the, the phone calls coming from upstairs. and Barry in China. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, Derek is telling the the Kushisaki owner story, and obviously there's the kid at the back of the class pissing himself at both of these stories because he's not heard them. <laughs> uh, so th- there was more 
integration within the population, more crossovers, and there was more access to telephones. So as soon as you heard this story from Barry, you go back home and then ring your Bezzy down the road and go, do you know what Barry's just said? Uh, if you get a phone call and your babysitter's there, the phone call's going to be coming from upstairs and it's not going to be good, <laughs> mate. Uh, so it, 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 kind of, it kind of all started being this word of mouth thing and it got to such a point that marketing executives in the 80s started paying attention to what these high school students were talking about and they actually tapped into this the cookie company Lottie actually started to put so they've got this biscuit that's a koala and it's just like a koala shaped in this kind of koala like uh, animal crackers kind of thing but it's just Mm -hmm. this koala cracker so because of rumour that started in one of these I think it was in, in, in a Tokyo high school and the girls were saying, basically, if you find a koala cookie with eyebrows on, it's going to be a lucky day. They tapped into this and they started oh, no. putting eyebrows, not on all their cookies, but on just some of their cookies. And today, 35 years later, it is still one of the number one brands of cookies in Japan. <laughs> just because of just such such a crazy... Uh, little rumour and everyone like tried tried to get in on it uh, and then by the 90s the the Japanese urban legends were at the peak and there was a lot more crossover obviously Japan became an economic powerhouse and there was more people going everywhere here there and everywhere and these were actually being supernatural events were being reported in the papers and and stuff. So there was there were sightings of Kuchisaki Ona and other urban legends, and they were being glamorized in in the papers. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's going to be like in the Japanese version of the Guardian, maybe the Star or something. <laughs> but they they were actually publicizing this kind of thing and pushing it out there into the whole of of Japan. And then obviously in. After '95, when the sarins, the sarin attacks, uh, which we've covered in uh, "I'll Be Good Cult, You Be Bad Cult," go and check it out and like and subscribe. Yep. Uh, and the Kobe <laughs> earthquakes, uh, the <laughs> the media kind of like they they thought it, it wasn't the right atmosphere to be reporting on like just school kid shenanigans kind of thing. So they went, "Oh no!" But at that time. It, the rise of the internet kind of started as well. So then it, it spread even more. And these, these reports of Kushisaki Ona in Taiwan, uh, a Taiwanese Kushisaki Ona, and because the belief in Taiwan is that their, their spirits, they can't go upstairs or round corners, that's the way to get away from them. So it, 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 it's, it's mad so how... So home and go to bed. Well, exactly. Yeah, just go upstairs. It's like a Dalek. Yeah. Can't get you. <laughs> uh, so basically, this is this is how this kind of... This has mutated. In, and it, it's, it's quite 
amusing that it's I mean not amusing but that it kind of started out as like some kids telling each other by the campfire in in some a little little province in Japan and now it's one of the most well-known Japanese urban legends out there I mean in 2000s in the 2000s and and the rise of like 2chan and text-based websites obviously you get more it enjoyed the Kishisaki owner enjoyed a renaissance and it but other new myths were born like the elevator game uh, again we covered with uh Elise Lamb Cecile Cecile Hotel. Yes, I was thinking the Cecile Hotel. Uh, But the (laughs) Elisa Lamb case, that some people thought she was playing that game. And the uh, Kisaraga station story, uh, which just has kind of... It's just built up from this, like, just word of mouth around the campfire kind of thing into this full-blown... I, I, I don't know, obviously, I've never been there, but I mean, I'm sure if you, you speak to any Japanese person and and, and you do say Kusisaki Ona, I'm sure they'll know what you're talking about and be able to explain as to how it came about and, and what it is all about. Uh, yeah. But it's... Imagine if you saw that, you'd be freaking terrified. But this is the thing as well, I think, because with the cram schools that people were our children were going to as well it, they were forced into an environment because it was after school it was late at night and then adults are about i think it was it's kind of been built up as a scare story as well for adults to tell their children like don't trust anyone while you're out there you know, while while you're in the not in the big wide world, but you you go to cram school, you come straight back home because Kusaki Ona could be out there. Yeah. Uh, because obviously they they're going into a new environment. They don't know where they're going, and it's dark. If you were the, if you were the kids, though, would you not just be like, like hearing that story from your parents and just say like, would it not be best if I just didn't go to cram school, <laughs> just in case? That's the thing as well. I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I'll I'll just be a scaffolder. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Someone's <laughs> got to do that job. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's someone. Well, yeah, <laughs> special kind of someone. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a mad thing. It's kind of built up. There's so many different versions of it. Like I say, the backstory is she she ha- was having dental surgery and she didn't like what the dentist was doing so she shook her head and the dentist just like sliced her face up there's one <laughs> that's not what you do when you're at the dentist like are you alright there uh huh do you, do you like what I'm doing I can't see cause I, I haven't got a mirror what was that is there a mirror oh fuck I've turned my head to look for a mirror and oh your fucking drill's just gone straight through my cheeks <laughs> exactly yeah and then oh is there a mirror on the other side Oh, I've done it again. <laughs> Would you believe it? This is not how dentistry works. Mm. You just sit there and then after he's finished and the drill's turned off, you sit up and you go, you could have made me two front teeth a little bit shorter, but yeah, it's all right, I suppose. Mm, NHS, what do you want? Yeah. But you can, t- you can tell that a kid's come up with that, can't you? Like, because yeah. because of the, <laughs> the horrific 
dentist who who will yeah. fuck you up. Uh, Nobody likes the dentist anyway. No, exactly, exactly. There's there's another story. Uh, 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 origin story is that it was failed plastic surgery. Now, this is, this one's a bit weird because it's like there was a, a father who had three daughters, and the first daughter had plastic surgery, and it went really well. The second daughter had plastic surgery and went really well. And then the youngest daughter had plastic surgery. It didn't go so well. And she ended up like the Joker. How bad does it have to go, really, to be that bad? Like, what was the surgeon drunk? Well, well, this is it. And, I mean, you've used him twice already. So, I mean, it, yeah. you must be getting this one free as well. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Standard. that's a big cock-up, really. There's, there's also, paradoxically, right, there's also another story as where with three daughters, the first one, it goes wrong, plastic surgery, the second one, it goes wrong, and then the third one intentionally cuts her face to look like the older daughters. I love what you've done with my sisters. Would you make it the same, please? So, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's fucked up once, but I'll give you another chance. <laughs> Why would you go back twice? With my afterwards? flesh and blood. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, just make them all look the same. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. That's not, no. No. It's bizarre. It's not, it's not so much the story itself. It's just how it kind of expanded from... Just mm-hmm. being a, a, a campfire story up into the uh, the what it is today is just a story that you tell. Well, tell your kids just don't talk to strangers, kind of thing, or else uh, they'll slice your face up. I love the brutality of it as well. It's just like she's got some serious trauma. But, I mean, clearly. But this is the thing as well, and the story with the samurai is the the samurai's wife or paramour or whatever. She's the one fucking about on him. So why is she coming back, cutting up people's faces? I'm sorry, you did, I'm sorry, he did bad to you, but haunt him. Not poor fucking people, you were fucking about, love. Maybe the other ghosts take the mickey out of her because she's got a stupid joker smile and she's like, well, I need to make more ghosts that have got a stupid joker smile so I'm going to go mutilate all these people. And then they'll have to come back as ghosts. And then I'll have a gang. Have and then no one will laugh at me anymore. Have an army. And then, and then ah, <laughs> uh, you laughed at me. But now look at me. <laughs> it's a trend now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it went down. Definitely. And isn't, the, is it, isn't it the grudge that's based on this? It is, well? yeah. So there's the grudge. It's... it's Kind of, and this was this was a thing in in the early two thousands. It's kind of mentioned quite a lot in in pop culture, and along obviously with the rise of two chan. This is this is where it kind of got its revitalized lift from. It's it's the grudge. I think there's the grudge two as well, mm-hmm. and it's an American horror story freak show. I mean the glass the. I know it as the Glaswegian smile, obviously. Uh, Chelsea smile. Yeah, or, or the Chelsea smile. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, uh, what was it? Was it? Don't Google it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Google it. Was it Green Lane, where the football hooligan film where he put uh, a credit card With... in someone's mm-hmm. mouth and kicked him in the balls? 
yes. <laughs> to to make that happen. That is like yeah. if you if you don't if you've not envisioned it before, just envision that and then it's brutal. Yeah, it's not. It... Jack the Ripper did it to one of his victims. Yeah, I I I, I knew a guy with a uh, with a Ouija smile. Uh, he wasn't a nice guy, obviously, but uh... <laughs> well. That that kind of thing doesn't really happen to nice people very often. Yeah, yeah, he fucking deserved it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I mean, no comment, Milud. Uh... <laughs> I think actually, actually, the Black Dahlia had a Chelsea smile. Didn't yes, she? yeah, and uh, it is. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I think it's been used quite a lot in. I was going to say literature, but it's been used a lot as I don't know jealousy isn't it really I I, I would uh, yeah. put that with did, did gangs use it as well like gangster gangs not like you know the local chavs around the corner as like a because it won't kill you but you're scarred for life yeah it's, it's a mark on you they'd mm. uh, if yeah. they they wanted to put a mark so like a on you yeah yeah of course it's mm. it's like a, a cheap version of a brand isn't it really like a branding yeah. iron right. can't, can't yeah. wait to heat up the irons so we'll just king glass you uh, yeah basically yeah <laughs> on that bombshell so what's <laughs> what's next week <laughs> uh what is next week paranormal mm. yeah got any ideas I do not. So there we go. Well, I do. I am going to do the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> I have been waiting for this one. Because <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's such a pretty place. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mad as a box of frogs she was. Uh. <laughs> yes. There was, there was method to her madness. It worked for her. I mean, it yeah. did. Yeah, until it stopped working for her, uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I oh, I might do an exorcism. An exorcism? No, not literally. Not on like, <laughs> not on the was, podcast. Like, <laughs> I was just I was just wondering if you'd gone for that course that was thirty pound, and you'd done it without telling me the demonology one I'm, I'm gonna fucking do it I tell you <laughs> do you know what right no word of a lie my mum asked me what I wanted for Christmas and oh and my birthday and she was like oh because she's retired and she was like oh I've got some retirement money now so I can spend some money and you know what it was a coin toss between that demonology course and 16 gigs of RAM <laughs> And because she's very, very Roman Catholic, I went for the ram. I was like, I don't think oh, she'll win. I don't think she'll buy me a demonology course. <laughs> Not even if I'm trying to say I could exercise her if she ever went to the dark place. That's the thing, though. I mean, if she's Catholic, then she's got to believe in this sort of stuff, hasn't she? Because, you know, that then exorcisms wouldn't be a thing you'd think but then she she thinks uh yeah she, she, you can't say like lesbian or else you burn in hell you know well, that she, kind of yeah yeah she's one of them she's like oh no 
you can't you can't open doorways if you start saying the names of things they open it's like what because i say lesbian i'm gonna turn into a lesbian mum for a start <laughs> that's quite hard for me it's gonna have to be a whole lot of operations and transitioning for that to happen but i mean you're a bit of a girl wow okay fine <laughs> fine there you go <laughs> heard it here first I think that you should get the demonology course as well. Fucking I exercise. Think you'd, I think you need to. Yeah, well, you've got some evil in you, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> oh, you don't need to be Ed Warren to see that. Oof. Does that, does that mean that you're going to have to learn Latin? No. Google Translate. Google Translate isn't going to work in a fucking exorcism. Look. Okay, Google, how do you say right. the power of Christ compels you in Latin? Right. Oh, my, ph my phone's lit up. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Phone's like, you don't need to say that. Don't worry about that. Move on. Uh, but weren't, weren't, weren't the ones in Emily, what's her face? They, they spoke King. Hitler was in there, weren't he? Hitler was in where? Who was that? Who was that one who had six, six demons in her? Was it the haunting of Emily Rose? Yes. Didn't she have like six demons in her? Uh, no, it, she wasn't really called Emily Rose, was she? I think her name was a Amelie or a Annalina or something like that, wasn't it? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've not done the research yet. Probably do that one then. But, but anyway, the point is, is one was Judas Iscariot. I don't know why he's he's there. But <laughs> one was Nero. One was Lucifer. One was Hitler. It's like, what? So I've got to learn German, ancient Roman, <laughs> King Latin, and whatever Lucifer speaks. Glaswegian, uh, I think. Well, probably, yeah. That or Barnsley. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I'll be do. I won't be doing an exorcism. Okay, now, well, maybe Aww. maybe I will. Maybe I'll cram that course. I'll go to cram school and do that course. <laughs> See, be careful walking home. I will. I will. I've, oh, I've seen a woman with a mask. What? What? You're always going to see a woman with a mask walking home, mate. Oh, it's COVID. Jesus, Jesus Christ! I mean, imagine now if that would have started. Like, oh, see a woman with a mask. Run, kids! There'd be kids <laughs> running everywhere today. <laughs> Fucking hell! There's loads of them. They'd have to just stop selling red coats, wouldn't they? Jesus Christ! They just have to like time them so they'd just after all get really fast wouldn't they 100 meters in five seconds are you dead really really fast or just trip up the fat one and then go right see you <laughs> have him bait i mean yeah or they could just run up the stairs i suppose but i'll leave you in taiwan so true because it's all flat in china they don't do stairs no like holland On that bombshell, uh, yes. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. So that has been a, uh, from me anyway, a diatribe about <laughs> urban <laughs> legends of uh, Japan and the, the, the Mothman. Uh, both of them 
mm, not real but <laughs> anyway so thank you so much for joining us and we shall see you all next time I've been Consummation Sam and I've been Ashraya bye. bye the M.O. Podcast the M.O. Podcast the M.O. Podcast the M.O. Podcast the M.O. Podcast